This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey everybody, this is Sean Daly. Thanks as always for listening in today on Green Talk Radio from greenlivingideas.com. Well, we're doing a holiday show today and uh, the topic is on holiday shipping. And who better to talk with me about that topic but than the largest shipping company in the world, UPS. And I have a representative from UPS who's on the line with me today, Lynette McIntyre with Media Relations at UPS. Lynette, welcome to the program. Thank you, Sean. Well, UPS, you know, obviously a huge force in the shipping industry. Um, and, you know, I know that uh, you guys have, I've seen some of the stats, you've got a fleet of... Uh, uh, well, even just in terms of um, the alternative side, you've got 15, over 1,500 alternative fuel delivery trucks, um, 50 new generation hybrid electric vehicles that are cutting consumption by something like, you know, I think it was over 40,000 gallons a year. Um, but then can you give us some of the stats just in terms of the raw amount of shipping, not just during the holiday uh, season, but that you're doing worldwide right now? Uh, sure. Uh, as you know, we're in 200 countries around the world, and we have um, alternative fuel vehicles deployed all over the world. In fact, in, 19, in 2006, we topped more than 100 million miles driven by our green fleet, and that's equivalent to circling the Earth more than 4,337 times or traveling from Earth to Venus four and a half times. So we're really proud of that investment that we put into those alternative fuel fleets. And, and then just in terms of raw stats, so I, I noticed here I was looking at a, a press release or a, a piece on UPS that you guys, as of at least as of the end of last year, you had a fleet of uh, over over 100,000 packaged cars, vans, tractors, etc., motorcycles. I'm interested to hear about UPS motorcycles. Uh, and you have over 600 airplanes that are, uh, uh, and you've been in operation, I guess, for uh, uh, 100 years. Exactly 100 years. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Wow. So and, and, you know, in, one of the interesting things about that 100 years, when, when we looked back and we looked at how we got involved in alternative fuel technology, we realized that our first electric, all-electric vehicle was way back in 1936, and that vehicle is still available and is still sitting in uh, our Alpharetta, Georgia facility, and we actually took it on tour at some of the sites where we celebrated the anniversary. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. And, and that's one of the uh, little known facts in the vehicular world is that, you know, electric vehicles are not new. They've been around for a, a long time and just unfortunately went, sort of went out of vogue at, at some point replaced by fossil fuel vehicles. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious about, you know, we're, we're talking, we're doing this podcast and during the holiday season. And obviously I think that shipping affects people and businesses lives on a year round basis. But on, on the residential and personal level, never so much as it does during the holiday season with all the shipping of gifts and such. And as, as being a, a major market force uh, in the shipping industry, UPS has a huge part in that. Um, and we're really, I think this podcast is about, among other things, 
getting some green tips for shoppers that are that are listeners to this program for the holiday season. How can they can how can they be more sustainable, more green in doing their um, you know their shipping this season? Yeah, well, we definitely have some tips, and you know we have the UPS stores out there with uh, shipping experts um, right around the corner from most everybody in America. But here's some of the things that they pass on to me. Um, one of them is the first thing is really choose the right box. I'm sure we've all had the experience where we've gotten something from a, an Internet company, and it's about a two-by-four square, and it's a box that's like a two-foot-by-four-foot <laughs> square box, and they're doing that for the convenience of uh, having everything you know, quickly to go through their order processing system. But when you're shipping something, you've got the options. So the first thing is to choose the right size box. Pick a smaller one if you can because that's going to take up less, less room and um, less paper and ends up using less fuel, too, because of the, the more compact we can fill up those package cars, the less fuel we use per package. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is to use the right kind of box. You know, we're all tempted to use those moving boxes that have been sitting in our basement for a while. And uh, this, this is a time when recycling doesn't work. Um, and the reason why it's a, it's a recipe for disaster, it's, it's fine to uh, uh, use a box, but make sure it's in good shape. Otherwise, your things are going to get <laughs> torn up and damaged and lost. And one of the good things now about most boxes, um, including UPS boxes, is that there are usually labels or stamps on, on boxes now and shipping containers and materials about the content of uh, what they're made out of, and so you can look for things on the label like 100% recycled fiber, um, the percentage of post-consumer kinds of um, um, recycled goods in there as well. So that's a good tip if you want to be wise about your box. So really you're saying protect, make sure that the box has the proper integrity for the task that it's going to be under use, not necessarily a blanket statement of not reusing the box, but rather ensure that it's an appropriate box for what you're shipping. Right, okay. exactly, because you don't want to lose the stuff along the way. <laughs> That's for sure. That doesn't really help anybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the other thing to think about, too, is sometimes people like to put um, CDs in their envelopes, you know, if they're sending a CD, and sometimes people forget um, that those sharp edges that are on a CD case or in a CD can cut right through those envelopes. So make sure you wrap those up, too, so that doesn't happen. Okay, great. Any other tips, green shopping tips or shopper um, tips? Uh, well, let's see. One of the other things that um, are good to remember um, is the, sh- the things that you pack inside the box, too. Um, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of controversy around those styrofoam uh, packing peanuts, for example. Mm-hmm. And um, certainly one of the good things about the styrofoam packing peanuts for us is that if you take them back to a UPS store, um, we'll keep using those over and over and over again. And that, isn't that really the key with those, too, is it seems to me that a lot of people feel really badly when they put the plastic peanuts in the box. But to me, the, 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 I think where it's bad is where you're going out and purchasing additional plastic peanuts to put in the box. Uh, and I'm talking about the styrofoam ones that don't biodegrade and so forth, the, you know, the ones that get the, the right, right, you know, deservedly so get a bad reputation. Um, that it's it's best once they're created and they exist. The best thing you can do is to reuse them for that is their 
I mean, that's their intended purpose. So to reuse ones you, I know we keep them in garbage bags here when we get them because it's hard to stop anybody. I mean, some, some people are going to send them to you, particularly like people on eBay and things like that. They're just going to send you whatever they want to send you, right? So, exactly. you know, the best thing you can do in that case is since it already exists is not to put it obviously in the landfill, but to continue to reuse it because if it, if hopefully, you know, I mean, ideally to me, the, the production of that stuff will, will taper off and stop and then we can continue to reuse that. I mean, I know I'm living in an ideal world there, but that's, my idea and I'm going to do my part in that, um, as is the company. But, um, you know, so that, that sort of makes sense. And I guess I'm also curious about, I know that there are biodegradable now. Um, uh, I won't call them cause I'm being sort of, I'm contradicting myself by saying biodegradable plastic peanuts, but biodegradable packing materials. Um, th- does that, is that part of the UPS universe? Sure. We have some of those in some facilities, but we've also looked at some other kinds of alternatives as well. One of them is that, um, fairly common out in the shipping world now are air pockets. Instead of using um, things that take up a lot of materials, they're, they're air pockets that um, cushion the blow of shipping. And then this, just this holiday season, actually, we've introduced um, an earth-friendly iVox box. And basically what that is, it looks like a regular box, but it has um, sticky film inside of it. And the box itself is completely recyclable. And it can be reused up to five times, but it doesn't require any kind of additional packing material at all. Basically, the sticky film holds your good um, right in place and doesn't move around. And then you kind of wrap it in that film, and you don't need peanuts or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then uh, any other uh, tips along those lines? Yeah, I know a lot of people are tempted, especially at this time of year, to put real popcorn (laughs) (laughs) as their packing material. Really? That's interesting. I've never seen you do that. I wouldn't be surprised, though. Oh, we have. Really? (laughs) Um, Real popcorn or, like, crumpled newspaper or, like, old clothes. And... um, (laughs) It's a really great idea from a recycling and a biodegradable perspective, but unfortunately it doesn't really protect the, the, um, the gift or that goods that you're shipping. So much as we'd like to be able to say that's a, a good idea, unfortunately it's not. What about time frame in terms of shipping? Does that have any in, impact in terms of uh, environmental effect? Yeah, it absolutely does. In fact, we encourage everybody to ship sooner rather than later, and... Um, the reason why that's important is it gives you a lot more options for your shipping, as, as probably most of uh, your listeners are aware. Um, ground shipping is a lot less carbon intense than air shipping, and a lot of people wait till the last minute, and the only way they can get it there is if they, we have to uh, deliver it um, through the air system. And if you do it in enough time ahead of time, then you can put it on the ground, and that's much less carbon intense. Okay, so uh, earlier shipping not only reduces your stress level, but also is it going to lower your carbon impact? That's That's right, and just for some specific um, um, dates on that, um, we can get it there as late as uh, Saturday, December 22nd, um, but you're... Your ground deadline is December 19th. So okay. if you're a procrastinator, now you have a deadline. Okay, great. And then uh, I think uh, you and I were talking off mic also about payments being affected with all this and we're having an effect here too. Yeah. Um, a lot of our customers um, are business customers, particularly if they're shipping things internationally or receiving things internationally. And shockingly, the typical bill for shipping for one of our shipping customers, business customers, might be 19, 20, 30 pages um, per month, per week, I'm sorry, per week. So we are pushing very strong for customers to please um, 
go onto our websites and uh, convert your billing to paperless billing, electronic billing. And we also have a special program where we're donating a dollar to for every conversion to the National Arbor Day Foundation um, to plant a tree and to stop sending you that paper. Yeah, that's you know that's a great tip in general with with all vendor relationships. Uh, great. Well, I'm talking with Lynette McIntyre, who's with Media Relations at UPS. We're talking about being green with your shipping during the holiday season and in general. And uh, we will be right back after this quick commercial break. Listen to Living Green, effortless ecology for everyday people, a weekly online audio program featuring champions of sustainable living at personallifemedia.com. Okay, and we are back with Lynette McIntyre from UPS, and we're talking about uh, being green during the holiday season and just in terms of shipping, both uh, in terms of business and, and residential shipping. And Lynette, um, I, I was also curious to ask you about what UPS is doing as a company to re reduce its own carbon footprint. Well, we're, we're doing a lot. Um, of course, our biggest uh, process of what we do is we're extremely efficient and we keep improving our efficiency and whenever we drive fewer miles, fly fewer miles, we use yet less fuel and that means that we're greener for everybody. But right now we're very aggressively pursuing um, a conservation program and that's, that's taking place on the ground and in the air and in our offices. Um, so I thought that would be of interest to folks. Um, from a conservation perspective, you may or may not notice this when you see your UPS driver on the road, but he's doing a lot of things to conserve energy, and one of the biggest ones is to um, he doesn't want to idle. So you won't see a UPS truck, I hope, you won't see a, a UPS truck idling on the roadway because that uses a lot of energy. And they're also working hard to have one stop and deliver as many packages as possible shipments as possible when they're parked. So they have a, they travel a lot of miles and carry a lot of stuff to make sure that they're not moving any way that, um, any more than they have to. Sure. Well, that would make sense both in terms of internal company uh, efficiencies, uh, logistic efficiencies, which also lends itself to green, which we find so often on this program as we talk about these topics, is that the things that are economically uh, feasible and make sense are, are also uh, in many cases good in terms of being you know, greener and more sustainable in terms of the planet. Exactly. And the thing that you don't see behind the scenes with these drivers is we use a lot of technology to uh, make sure we cut down on those miles. And we have a, a technology called package flow technology, and it, it helps to direct the driver to uh, deliver the shipments, the packages, in the most efficient manner with as few um, miles going on the road as, as possible. And what that means is that um, you're cutting my, the number of miles uh, that they're driving. And this package flow technology last year shaved 28.5 million miles off the delivery routes in the U.S., and that's equivalent to about 3 million gallons of fuel, and it reduced CO2 emissions by 31,000 metric tons. So smart routing just plain makes sense for everybody and for the and for the planet. Yeah, definitely. Well, now I'm curious too. We we talked a little bit about. I jumped the gun probably a little bit on on alternative fuel technologies. Can you tell me about specifically the investments that UPS has made uh, in alternative fuel technologies? Uh, it's a big number. I don't have a collective number because we've been doing that since 1936, which I <laughs> mentioned before. Um, and we're constantly experimenting with different kinds of vehicles. Um, 
and I, I know you've got a lot of interest in this. Would you like me to go through all the different technologies? Oh, well, yeah, sure. I mean, I'd just like to hear, I think, an overview of, of you know, what UPS is doing there in terms of alternative fuel vehicles. I mean, I know that's something that, that has been on uh, your radar screen. and uh, you know. it, it has, and, you know, we have kind of an interesting approach. We call it our rolling laboratory. And the reason for that is we are testing this as it's coming out of the production with manufacturers, and lots of times we're working with the manufacturers themselves, and we're working with the EPA and with other regulatory groups to, to really test the viability of a lot of this next new technology from a commercial perspective. You know, there's a lot of uh, talk and a lot of advancements that have happened in terms of passenger vehicles, but really the next frontier are commercial vehicles, which are a lot heavier and obviously need a different kind of technology to support them. And believe me, a UPS package car is a pretty tough laboratory. Um, so it's a, it's a great way to work with manufacturers to sort of tweak that technology and make it more commercially viable for everybody in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, but some of the kinds of uh, technology that we've tested in our fleet are compressed natural gas, propane-powered uh, vehicles, hybrid electric vehicles, um, liquefied natural gas, all electric vehicles, hydraulic hybrid vehicles, um, and even fuel cell vehicles, and um, we've, we've done some work with, too. So now, that's a, that's a broad range, and it's good to hear you guys, I mean, it sound like, sounds like you guys are really almost your own, have your own alternative uh, fuels and transportation lab, essentially, that you're doing. <laughs> are, are any of those gaining more ground than others in terms of wider adoption in the company? Yeah, I would say probably the hybrid vehicles, all the different kinds of hybrid vehicles are, make more sense. You know, when you have um, technology like CNG, you have to have a fueling infrastructure in place, and because we're a global company, that infrastructure isn't always available in every corner of the globe. So the hybrid vehicle gives you the flexibility that you need to go between different kinds of situations. And the other thing we found out in this research is some technologies are more effective than others in urban settings. Um, we, we really like the hydraulic um, hybrid vehicles. They, they work really, really well in uh, urban environments where it's stop, start, stop, start. Um, so that's got a lot of promise for us. Right. Well, we're going to take one more quick commercial break here, and we'll come back to our conversation with Lynette McIntyre, who's in media relations with UPS, talking about being green for shipping during the holiday season. We'll be right back. Listen to Beauty Now, the intersection of cosmetic surgery, longevity, and biomedical innovation for confident decisions in preventative aging on personallifemedia.com. And we are back talking with Lynette McIntyre from UPS. And Lynette, I had another uh, question for you about you know UPS. I know that due to the air shipping we were talking about earlier in the program, that UPS is really a major airline as well, correct? That's right. We're the eighth largest airline in the world. Is that now? See, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so well, I wanted to, wanted to ask you as a result of that, and it's particularly even more now that I know that. What are you guys doing to conserve fuel in the skies? Well, it's in the skies, and it's also on the ground at airports as well, because that use a lot of fuel taxing back and forth. But um, some of the things that we do is we change our procedures to save fuel. And some examples of that, we only use one engine during taxiing. Um, we, um, and we also have something that's really, we slow down flights to the most of fuel-efficient speeds um, where arrival times aren't critical. Um, so we're, we, we do slow it down because fuel is very important to us. 
and we and that's the best way is to slow down the engine and uh, do what we can. But one of the more innovative things that we're involved with is testing for the FAA a process called continuous descent. Um, it's continuous descent approach, and as you as you can imagine, usually you, we've all been on airplanes. Usually, the way that um, airplanes land is they that uh, air traffic controller tells them. They go to a certain level, and then they wait, and then they're allowed to go to the next level, and then you wait, and then you go down to the next level, right. and then you wait. Well, that burns a lot of fuel because you're basically idling at a certain altitude for a certain period of time. And what our pilots are now testing is what we call continuous ascent, where if you can descent, where you, you instead of stepping down, you have a smooth descent. And that can save a tremendous amount of fuel, and we, we think it's going to be a really great uh, option for the whole industry. So are the are these um, approaches that you're talking about, are they industry standard for all airlines or something in, in some or all cases that UPS has innovated? Uh, well, we, we were the ones who, who recommended that we do it, and we're the ones who are, who are the, uh, the guinea pig, if you will, for, uh, for the industry, but we think it has great application. We've been able to do this because we... Um, we have a lot of flights going into some of our worldwide hubs, and so it's a pretty controlled situation for us to learn that. And, and it's a, it works very, very well, so we're very confident that the FAA will adopt this technology going forward. So, so you guys are you're really a pilot program in some of these cases. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. A lot of puns flying around today. I'm in a, I'm in a p- accidental pun mode today. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could take credit for them, uh, I think. Um, I had another question going back down to the ground. Um, we were talking about fuel efficiency in the air. How about fuel efficiency on the ground? I mean, UPS drivers put a lot of miles on their trucks, a lot more miles than a lot of us you know, normal lay people drivers uh, put on our cars. What tips might they have, if any, f- uh, for uh, regular commuters about saving fuel? Yeah, and you know they do. They have a lot of them, and they're they're more than willing to share those with you. <laughs> Probably one of the biggest one is we uh, really plan routes carefully. And when you're out shopping at the malls, if you make a a plan in your mind about which stops are best, which ones uh, you need to do first, and in what order, it can save a tremendous amount of fuel because you don't have to backtrack. Um, and one of the interesting things that that we do in is in our routing, we avoid left turns. And a lot of people go, huh, what does that mean? Well, think about it when you're at a left hand. If you're getting ready to make a left-hand turn, it means you're stuck in an intersection. You're waiting for the traffic to stop from three directions. And, and there you're just sitting there idle, just, just burning up fuel. So our route um, software has it built in to uh, do right-hand turns as much as possible because you can keep moving. Um, along your route, so that's and that that really does work because I've used it myself. And, and if you happen to be driving in the city of San Francisco, California, the only way to take a left turn in most places is to take a right turn and then take another turn, <laughs> another turn, and go back the other way. But that's just for the San Francisco crowd out there; they'll know what I'm talking about. So, okay, good. Any other any other tips along those lines? Sure. I mean, one of the biggest ones is is having really great maintenance of your vehicles, making sure your tires are uh, have enough inflated. tread inflated. Yeah, yeah, having those inflated. checked. Yep. Exactly, those kind of things, and um, all that's going to save you uh, time, and then reduce the weight in your vehicle, don't keep all your stuff, I'm really bad about this, I keep all my stuff in my trunk, you know, but that's extra weight on the vehicle, so that's going to give you lower gas mileage, um, 
and then really use the best vehicle for the job that you're going to do, and that, that may not actually be a vehicle. If you've got a minivan and you've got a small car, think about that. If you've got a bicycle and you've got a car, think about that. If you've got feet and a bicycle, think about that. Choosing the right uh, mode of transportation is, is always a smart thing. Absolutely. Well, Lynette, we are out of time. It's been a pleasure having you on the program. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, talking to us, giving us the holiday tips and shipping tips. Uh, it's good information for any time of year, but particularly during the holidays. Well, thank so, you. Yeah, definitely. Well, Lynette McIntyre, Media Relations with the UPS, has been my guest. You can find out more about UPS at ups.com. And there's also a sustainability website I'll mention, which is www.sustainability.ups.com. Uh, and I guess there's one other that's community.ups.com. Uh, so, Lynette, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. 